Somatotypes, what are they? Well, if you know, then uh, cool. And the question is, do they mean anything? Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with this, going to just uh, briefly touch on it and uh, get into how important, if important at all, somatotyping actually is. For those who uh, don't know what somatotypes are, basically what happened was, I believe it was in the 1970s, there was this uh, biologist who uh, realized that people are not all the same, and uh, we could broadly be broken down into different body types, and those types are ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorph, so uh, you might have heard those terms before, if not, uh, basically briefly an ectomorph is that skinny guy or girl who can eat whatever they want and never gain gain an ounce so those people you hate basically um the endomorph is the opposite basically they'll uh, generally speaking get fat super easy they're, they're naturally um prone to, to gain weight and then there's the mesomorph who is sort of like your arnold schwarzeneggers who are naturally muscular and lean um the the genetic freaks i guess you want if you want now um in in modern terms nobody is perfectly one of these categories generally speaking we would say we're, we're one or the other um you're you're an ecto endo which is <laughs> kind of how I've seen seen myself is that basically um, naturally skinny but also put on a lot of fat easily um, and have a difficult time building muscle um, there's there anyway you can you can classify it sort of w with any combination of these uh, as you see fit of course uh, because basically no no not many people fall perfectly into one category or the other and also um, your somatotype might change over time for example when you're younger you might be a pure ectomorph and then later on find you you lean more towards the endomorph side of it so so that's basically what what they are now question is is it important to know this? Does it change uh, the way that you should say you identify, okay, I, I have the tendencies of a mesomorph. Um, is that going to really change the way that you approach your diet and training? So here's the thing when it comes to somatotypes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of rules, if you want, or um, not rules, but basically uh, um, guidelines that would accompany your somatotype. So, for example, if you're an endomorph, then you would uh, you're less you're more susceptible to gain fat eating carbohydrates. So, high carbohydrate diet diets probably aren't good for you. Whereas, if you're an endomorph. Um, you, or sorry, where if you're that's if you're an endomorph. If you're an ectomorph, uh, carbohydrates can be a good thing if you want to build any muscle. Um, 
so the dietary things change, but let, let's be honest here. Everybody dietarily is different anyway. I have found absolutely no practical use for somatotypes. And maybe, and because here's the thing, people are so nuanced. The whole point of it is to try to get a sense of how you should be eating and, uh, and even to an extent how you should be training. The reality is you should be doing that anyway. You should be customizing your training and, and personalizing your uh, diet to what works for you because this doesn't even account for, you know, um, for, for food sensitivities or um, intolerances or these kinds of things. So to, to try to boil it all down to a specific type seems to me a little bit pointless and especially since we know it can change. The other thing is, is we have to be careful that we're not giving ourselves an avenue to make excuses. You know, if, if for, so me, for example, I say that if I were to put myself in a somatotype, it'd probably be the genetically um, worst one to, in terms of uh, losing fat and building muscle. So what good does that do me? If, for me to say, oh, I'm not genetically gifted, that comes across as an excuse um, if, to anyone listening to me and to myself as well. Whereas if you get someone who's, say, a, a pro bodybuilder and he comes along and says, well, I'm not genetically gifted, that doesn't come across as an excuse so much as it comes across as, well, I've overcome my limitations. Um, so putting false limitations on yourself, I don't find to be a particularly useful thing. Yes, knowing limitations can be good and in fact, uh, quite helpful, but putting, trying to, to limit yourself in a way by, by suggesting to yourself that, uh, you have limitations you can't achieve because of da, 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 da. I don't, I don't see a practical use for it, to be honest. And that's kind of how I feel with somatotypes. I, it's kind of interesting, but to me, not overly practical and not overly useful and not overly helpful. So just to kind of continue along that uh, line of thought, there's this saying I really like in philosophy, and I want to say that it was Seneca that said this, but I could be wrong about that, which is that the essence of philosophy is understanding what's in your control and what is not. So I think that applies quite nicely here as well because the whole idea is trying to overthink things in terms of what category do I fit into. Um, again, I, I don't find to be particularly helpful, whereas trying to think, well, what, what elements can I control? What aspects of my physique are uh, things that I can do something about? You're not going to be able to change the length of your limbs. You're not going to be able to change, um, you know, your, your tendencies in terms of building, uh, being able to build muscle or your intolerances towards uh, carbohydrates or other foods. But that being said, there are things with that are within our control and we need to take responsibility for those 
and to not find uh, external sources to blame um, and also walk that line of not um, getting discouraged and, and not beating ourselves up when things aren't quite going the way we want. Actually, that's one of the things I personally find to be uh, the, the biggest challenges to overcome is not getting discouraged, which is uh, something I talked about in uh, one of my most recent uh, recordings. I've actually found this way of thinking, this philosophy, this mindset to be extremely helpful um, in, in other areas as well. So what's been happening is um, in my place of work, my, my job is undergoing change at the moment. And so my roles and, and my knowledge base and all that kind of things are expanding. And it's it's been quite daunting. The amount of new information that I've had to, uh, to learn in a short amount of time has been quite overwhelming. And I've... I remember sitting there feeling like this is way too much and then thinking to myself that basically what I'm trying to do is to uh, train mentally, to basically do the exact same thing I'm trying to do in the gym um, but intellectually here and you know, I know this is a huge tangent here but I honestly truly believe that the only way to grow intellectually is to challenge yourself um, it's funny it's and that's the whole reason why I think that being allowed to express ourselves freely without fear of legally uh, being punished for it is so important um, I, I had this friend who posted this or reposted this thing um, that this guy was saying something along the lines of uh, why is it that people who say they're in favor of free speech seem to think that that means there's no repercussions for what you say. I was like, I actually said, I don't know who this idiot thinks he's arguing with. I don't think I called him an idiot, but I don't know who this guy thinks he's arguing with because he, he's putting up a straw man. Nobody thinks that. Nobody argues that. Of course, what you say has repercussions. In fact, that's the whole point of it. The point of it. Now, sometimes yeah, there's consequences to what you say. You're trying usually probably to get a good outcome, but that's not always the case. Sometimes there's a bad thing that comes of it. But the question is, should you be legally punished for saying something that someone else doesn't like? And then the question is, well, who gets to pick what's allowed to say and what's not? And who gets to choose what ideas are dangerous and which are not? And what we're seeing a lot of today is kind of, it. see, it's kind of a fine line between legally punishing someone and, and making someone a social outcast. And that's kind of the, the line that the, the left has been playing on is, on, on one hand, yeah, they kind of want you punished for not using the right pronouns and not using the, the language they like so they have control of the language. Yes, there's a little bit of that, but 
more dominant right now is the whole thing of, of socially ostracizing people for, you know, uh, saying things that offends you somehow. It's amazing because, you know, just a number of years ago, not that long ago, it was the, the artists, the musicians who were upset that, you know, about these parental advisories and all this kind of censorship that was going on that the right was involved with. And now they're the ones doing the same thing. It's like either they're extreme hypocrites or they're, they're just um, so resentful. They're like, well, I'm, I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine. I don't think they're smart enough to do that. I think they're just completely unaware of the fact that um, they're so married to this uh, leftist line that they don't even know that that their own values have been swept under the rug and, and swept out from under their own feet. You know, there's a few people who uh, I can think of like, um, oh, geez, Ruben, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Ruben Report, um, who he, he quite, he actually, what he says kind of echoes me a lot. Uh, I, I got his book. It was called Don't Burn This Book. And um, I really what he said spoke to me because I felt the same thing. Whereas when the left were the ones about freedom and about um, letting voices be heard in the interest of, because when, when you have no power, your voice is the only power you have. So the left should be protecting that, but right now they're not. It's very bizarre. And seeing as that's one of my fundamental beliefs now that there was, there's been this shift away from that, from the left, it, they've, they've kind of pushed me away, in a sense. Um, wow, that was quite the tangent. What we were talking about today again? Somatot somatotypes? Yeah. So, bottom line, somatotypes. Uh, kind of interesting to know what they are, but in the end, not very useful. Uh... Just, just know thyself. Just learn what your, uh, what, what works for you, and you'll be good.